It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. say in ancient times within the traditions that were passed from the Celts who traveled north to the frozen lands of Scandinavia that there were warriors who battled demons on the spiritual realm. These warriors spent their days on earth as shamans guiding their clan members to a spiritual understanding. They spent their nights shape-shifting into their spirit cores, the wolf. These shaman knew the Lanvedi, or the spirits of the land, and were capable of invoking the power of these spiritual entities. They were the Ulvhethnar of the All-Father. In 2019, Dr. Mark Weisman experienced the use of a technique known as spiritual channeling communicate with an ancestor of his who bore the title Ulf Hefnar. Mark, a former minister, discovered this technique following a long journey of spiritual inquiry and discovery that brought him to the beliefs of his ancestral heritage. Now he offers hope, harmony, and peace in his message of understanding and embracing our spirituality. Join us now for the message here on the Alaska Ulf Hefnar Podcast. Let us call upon the house of Odin in Asgard that he and Freya will hear our desires and provide us with their favor. Asgard, warrior and wanderer, valiant and wise, you to whom all the gods of Asgard look, 
Skyfather, on the eight-legged steed. You who traded an eye for wisdom and ruled a turbulent realm. Give us the wisdom to accept the twists and turns of fate, even as you surrendered yourself to the mercies of the Norn. Protect us, All-Father, from what harm may come to us. Lead us through the wilderness and bring us safely to that great hall that you reserve only for the brave of spirit. Odin, we come to you today to seek your wisdom and guidance. We ask that you bestow upon those here the wisdom about the subject in which we speak. Be with them as they go forth and live their lives. Let us sip the cup of Odiner to bestow the wisdom of Kvasar. We ask for your guidance, that you be with us and guide us through the challenges that hell lay before us. Help us to recognize Loki as he attempts to deceive us, our true path. Hail Odin. Hello, my friends. And welcome to this week's episode of the Alaska Ulf Hefnar podcast. This week I want to discuss a topic which has been heavy on both my mind as well as many others who have spoken to me recently about this. They have spoken of intolerance. I am reminded of a story from antiquity about intolerance. There lived a man, Ogryrus. And Ogryrus, he was an older warrior who had long since given up the way of the sword. And people came and they asked, Ogryrus, can we, can we get some of your wheat from your fields. He said, no, no, you go get your own wheat. This is mine, my wheat. And so they left. And weeks went by and Ogyrus, he fell into a, a state of unhealth. He weakened. He struggled to to just get around in a day, much less attempt to certainly to harvest his wheat. And he struggled each day and he grumpy. And he said, and so they came again. And they said, Oh Gyrus, please let us harvest your wheat. And we can we can do it, and you can have a, a good portion of it, and we will take some for ourselves. No, no, my wheat, he said. And so, again they went away. Another week went by, and the wheat was right at the end of harvestability. Soon it would give way. And they came, 
And this time, Ogyrus, he didn't answer to the door. For now, he was too weak. He was too weak to get from his bed. And they said, Ogyrus, you are too weak to get from your bed. How can we help you? And he said, it is too late for me. And they said, no, you need food, you need nourishment. And your wheat is in the field. Let us go get your wheat and we will make some bread. And so finally, after so many weeks, Ogyrus, he saw the benefit of allowing these people to harvest his wheat and provide him with bread. But it wasn't until he looked at their arrival with a different perspective. He looked at it then for what he was getting. He was getting his bread, right? And and they were they were going to harvest. They would do all the labor, all the hard work, and all he had to do was try to recover and get better. Intolerance of other people because they are different, because they believe different, they think differently, they act different, is what caught him in a grasp that he almost did not make it from. He could have perished had he stuck to his intolerant ways of these new fandangled people and their new fandangled ways. But alas, he, he was saved. He was saved from his intolerance and was able to, to allow these, these new people to harvest his wheat and ultimately make him bread. So he became healthy again and therefore happier. Intolerance in many cases that we see in society today is inbred. At one time, it may have served a purpose. I don't know. I can't figure that part out. There are many people amongst us who are intolerant of others because they're female or they're male or they're gay or they're straight or they're white or they're black or they're uh, indigenous or they're Christian or they're uh, uh, Islamic or Muslim or Jewish. And it's like we're always searching for ways to, to divide ourselves, to break it up and, and try to better than the other person. When in fact, collectively, if we were to use all of our resources and all of our hearts together as a unit, how much stronger we as the human race become. What many don't understand is within the natural world, 
Many people say, well, the bear, he's intolerant of all these other, other animals. He is strong and powerful and, and he eats whatever he wants. And while our friends, the bears, do have an appetite for whatever is on the, on the buffet table, if you will, they also live in harmony with other animals. Them creating or them um, uh, eating other animals creates a balance in nature. And those other animals then dedicate their lives to helping the circle of life continue. And that is so critical. The bears are not better than anyone else. They're different. They're, they're, they have great physical strength. They have keen eyes and a very keen nose and ears. And, and they are predators, but they are predators to maintain the balance in nature. Much like their cousins, the wolves, right? The wolves are the same way. Yet we see when uh, there was a group in uh, the lower 48 somewhere who reintroduced wolves into a natural habitat and the wolves uh, re-acclimatized and they began to eat the deer and the deer then uh, migrated in such a way that they changed the flow of the river through the valley. This is the balance of nature. And when we go against this and we are intolerant, oh, they're different, they're wrong, they're worse, they're whatever. This is where this idea of harmony and peace begins to break down. This is where peace comes apart and we struggle with harmony on other people because they're different, because they believe differently, because they understand their spirituality different than we do. But that's the circle of life. It is this great differences that brings us the better understanding of the whole picture of what our spirituality is for us. You're listening to the Alaska Uv Hefnar podcast. We return after these brief messages from our sponsors. Velkommen back. We now return you to the Alaska Uv Hefnar podcast. Yes, yes. Thank you, my friends, for rejoining us. Thank you to our brother wolves who create the song that fills our hearts and lifts our spirits. My friends, 
the idea of intolerance is something that is taught and passed on not only in our words but in our actions. Therefore, this week's teachings, I would like us to all set aside some time and think and consider fully those lessons at which we are passing on to our children, to the youth of the world. One of the other things that was always brought to mind is when people come to me and they say, oh, the children, they're unruly, they're, they're, un, they're just uncontrolled. They don't respect their elders. They don't, they don't have uh, uh, this joy towards being in the presence of their elders. And I always say to them, well, firstly and foremost, is that your interpretation or is that theirs? Because one has to wonder, are you sure they're not happy? I have a young nephew and he he is a wonderful young man and he struggles to demonstrate joy and happy very stoic young man very very collected very controlled very just low-key and we say, oh, are you excited? Are you happy? Are you thrilled? Yes, yes, yes. Well, and what my brother and his wife don't understand is that just because he doesn't demonstrate joy and peace and, and happiness and even being thrilled the same way they do, doesn't make him wrong. It doesn't mean that he's not. It simply means that he chooses to display it differently. Maybe he internalizes more. And so our, our teachings of ourselves and each other is we need to consider that when we pass a quote-unquote judgment on others, anyone else, for any reason. Are we passing this judgment on them based on our expectations of ourselves, our expectations of others, or are we really looking at the picture, the big picture, and saying, well, you know, maybe that's how they do things. Maybe that is their their signature of love or signature of happiness, signature of joy, signature of pain. I am reminded, my brother, I, I love him to, beyond words. But he, he, he can't seem to wrap his mind around the display of, um, oh, frustration he, he struggles with frustrations and so his his display of frustration is anger and he gets vocal he gets loud and he he, he has a tendency to frighten people who, who don't know him very well because 
he, he's a large man, and, and so when he gets frustrated, he gets angry. And when he gets angry, of course, he's angry at himself for being unable to control the situation. But nonetheless, it, it appears to others that he's angry, and, and he has to come back and tell them. And he said, no, no, I'm not angry. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated at myself for not handling this situation the way I should have, or not doing what I could have or should have. All of those, you know, what ifs, right? But he displays it in such a way that it comes across to others as anger. And so it's it's critical that he he recognizes this and then says to his friends, I, I didn't mean to come across as being angry. And I know he's working on it, but I've known him his whole life, so I know how he thinks, right? So... A big thing to know when we talk about teaching ourselves or, or learning, you know, when others fail our expectations or others fall short of our expectations. Firstly and foremost, did we set our expectations too high? And next question always is why do we have expectations of others? You know, my my uh, my wife always says, "Well, I expect them to act like decent human beings." Well, okay, but that's your expectation, not theirs. And so you're allowing them their chaos or whatever they're doing. You're allowing that to upset you because your expectations, not theirs. And so whenever we think about intolerance and when that discussion point comes up in your groups, think about it for a second. Okay, we don't like something, whatever it is. You know, uh, again, we could go back to all of the things that uh, current society finds difference between us, right? Gun owners versus non-gun owners. Car drivers versus motorcycle riders. Uh, women, men, children, adults, old people, young people. Find, oh, you know, a society has always found ways to segregate it. But think about why. Why are we expecting them to be different than us? Or them to be just like us? What are our expectations when dealing with other people? And this is a very critical thing when we talk about that inner peace and that inner harmony. What are our expectations of ourselves? And what are our expectations? Why do we have such expectations of others, right? And so we have to really consider that when it comes down to um, understanding the mentality behind intolerance towards others. Ah, yes, my friends, our meditation. This week, as we meditate, we need to consider many things. 
Okay, maybe not so many things. I would like us to focus our meditation on why we're intolerant. What what is the trigger where others' activities, actions, words, deeds, whatever, sets us on a path of frustration, of disappointment, of, of whatever. But because we went into this uh, arrangement with just a toe in the water because we knew it was going to end badly, why? Why did we set that expectation? So I would like us to take some time, take some time away from the hustle and bustle of of modern day hurry up life and take some time to really think about why we carry intolerance towards other things, places, people, Let this understanding guide you in your journey of life. Farvet Minvena Vasu. This has been a podcast by Alaska Outlaw Productions.